believe it or not, one of the most effective ways to reach people online now is through an online prayer ministry. Now, most churches, when they think about prayer, they think about how it can help the people that are already in their church. But what we have found is that it's really important for people that are not yet a part of your church. There are people with very deep needs that may come onto your website looking for help. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about seven keys to an effective online prayer ministry for your church. We hope this conversation helps you reach more people and grow. This is the Reach Right Podcast. You're listening to the Reach Right Podcast, the show dedicated to helping pastors and church leaders reach people the right way. Hosted by me, Thomas Costello, and with me as always is my co-host, Ian Hyatt. We're here to help your church see more visitors and grow. Well, hey guys, welcome to the Reach Right Podcast, episode number 64. I am your host, Thomas Costello, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Ian Hyatt. What's up, Thomas? Hey, not much, man. Excited to have this conversation here today, a topic near and dear to my heart, something I have a lot of uh, experience with. We're going to talk about seven keys to an effective online prayer ministry for your church. Uh, So I think this is something that is new for a lot of churches. Uh, What does it mean to to have an online prayer ministry? And uh, I think that the pandemic forced our hands with uh, with this for a lot of people. Uh, This is something that in the church that I pastor, uh, or pastored, uh, we did this and we did very well. This has been one of the biggest sources of new visitors and traction and people coming to faith in Jesus. It made an enormous impact on our church uh, is building an online prayer ministry. Now, I'm someone that has always been fond of prayer ministries. I have kind of a a mixed relationship with it. So in my heart, I really believe in prayer ministries, but in my actions and the things that I do, my lifestyle says that I don't really value prayer ministry. If I'm being totally honest on this, very humble of you to say, yes. (laughs) And I'm sure that you're not alone. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of pastors are in that same place. I, I'm, I'm, I remember a a quote uh, from a a guy, a pastor named uh, Jim Cimbala. Uh, He's out of uh, the Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle is where he pastored. And he wrote a a book a, a long time ago, but he said in there, you can tell the, the strength of a church by the size of its prayer meetings. Mm. Uh, And uh, if you judge by that, um, my church would have been very small and very weak (laughs) by by those things, because the churches that I've pastored, it's something that while we value it on paper, it's just so hard to put that together. And here's the reason why I feel okay confessing that is that in talking to churches, I think almost every church is in that exact same boat, is that we believe in prayer, we know about it, we think it's important, but when it comes to our actual prayer gatherings and those things, there's not a lot there. So It's funny, it's near and dear to my heart too, and you're bringing back uh, really good yet interesting memories for me. It's whenever I was saved and my latter college uh, years, uh, I was actually like mid, mid twenties. And so anyway, I was, yeah, maybe 24, 25, the church, the, the first ministry I got involved with was the prayer ministry, which was kind of oh. interesting because it was a little uncommon because at th- my first church, this church, 
they had a prayer chapel and this was a like a beautiful chapel, but it was a small little chapel that people go into and they would actually put prayer requests in different little boxes and different little, uh-huh. uh, you know, ca- it was categorized and all of that. And then, um, and then the prayer meeting consisted of three little old ladies uh, and who was at the time kind of like a spiritual mentor mother to me, uh, who was as a woman who was influential in leading me to the Lord. Uh, I went with them. So here you have this guy in his mid twenties with all these older ladies, just basically praying for each yeah. request out of the, out of the box. How many times uh, did you go? I probably went, uh, maybe four to six times. And, and that was a lot because it always had an awkward feel with just me, a uh, guy in yeah. his twenties and these <laughs> older, but, but I will tell you, God really worked through that and it, and it, and established a real foundation yeah. of prayer in my personal, uh, walk and everything. So anyway, brought back a good, but so it's funny. I'm glad, yeah. We're talking about I feel it. like I've heard so many of your stories over the years. I haven't heard, I don't know that I heard that one before because I had yeah. a really similar one. I, I used to be a part of our prayer ministry. The first place I was on staff at a church, uh, one of the things I led was, uh, I, I was leading the people that led the prayer ministry there. And I remember yeah. feeling, feeling called to it, moved by that quote I shared that I want to make this something important. And it was just always something that um, that it was a handful of uh, people that were middle-aged, usually yeah. single ladies yeah. uh, that devoted their time to doing those kinds of things. And I love them. They were, they were yeah. fantastic, uh, fantastic people. And it was really great. But, and, and you know, the thing is like, that was a good sized church. There were two or three people at hours usually. I know the church you were at where that happened. That was not a small church, right? No, I mean, it was a, no. a healthy, vibrant church or so. Yeah. 1200 member church, two or three yeah. people at the prayer meeting. So right. it's it's funny that that's the way that that works there. But I, I think that part of the problem is that we approach this somewhat in the wrong way. And especially when we're talking about online prayer ministry, I want right. to pivot here to this. And what yeah. I'm talking about with this is that a lot of times we think of the prayer ministry as a place where church members can submit their prayer requests and have them prayed for, whether by the pastors or uh, by the by the prayer team, whoever would be praying for it, they can submit those requests. Yeah, I think that there's a really big opportunity for an online prayer ministry for it to be bigger than that. And that's what right. I experienced at our church. I'll share a little bit of our kind of testimony and what we experienced out there uh, yeah. is that um, when when we at, at the journey that I was pastoring in, in Madison, Wisconsin, I know we built an online prayer ministry there and we just saw amazing results of people from in the community. Uh, they were filling out forms all the time, asking for prayer requests. And we saw lots of people get connected to our church and uh, make establish relationship and do those kind of things. So it was really something that was important to us there. So um, I think there's a lot of opportunity evangelistically yeah. with prayer ministries when it's done yeah. right. So let's just jump in though. We'll get yeah. into the, the seven things, I guess the seven keys that we found to building an effective one. I'll hit the first one today. Uh, it's the first thing, and this should be obvious, but if you're going to have an online prayer ministry, you need to build an effective prayer landing page. You need to yeah. build a landing page that actually works for this. And so yeah. what this means is you, you, you can't just have a place on your website where it says need prayer and there's a form that's at the bottom right. of every page or something like that, because you're going to get nothing if that happens. Right. You can't just right. have a, a plain page that way. 
So what you need to do is build an entire page around prayer and what it means to you. And so what we did at our church is we we had a section on that page that talked about why we believed in prayer. And we had a section on what you can expect God to do when we do pray. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about some of the theology behind that as we believe God hears us and He the way he answers. And we did, we're not promising that he's always going to uh, always going to answer our prayers the way we right. want, because I will tell you, you will get a lot of prayer requests that say, Lord, fill up my bank accounts uh, and those kinds of things. You'll see. We did get yeah. lots of those kinds of prayer yeah. requests come in. Uh, yeah. and, and like it was, we saw some, this one lady uh, would weekly put in, I never met her and don't know her name or anything. She just yeah. kind of put in an anonymous prayer. Uh, it said, Lord, please uh, pray the Lord, please fill my, my chase checking account. She was specific about what bank it was. My chase checking oh. account, fill it to the brim Lord. Uh, and she would put in that prayer request each and every week there. And yeah. uh, it was, it was just funny. We would get that. And every week we would still pray for her for those things, but did she leave her no account promise. number? <laughs> You didn't leave an account number. Oh, for okay. Us. I didn't know. Uh, but we would we would we would pray for her every week, but we never got a testimony that God filled up yeah. those accounts there because yeah, we all know that we're we're yeah. not a prosperity uh preaching people, yeah. you and I or anything. But, right. You know, I think that building a landing page that spends some time and actually explains prayer and, and, and there's lots of things you can do on this, but yeah. no, you have to have a dedicated page. It probably should be mm. uh yourchurchdomain.com slash prayer. That's where you should probably put it on your site. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is what, this is the first step. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't believe how many times I still see, cause you know, I look at websites daily. Uh, I, I see just so many, just there's a prayer link. And, and I honestly, there's not a prayer link on every church website. I mean, even though this has been something that's been around for over a decade, that was one of the first yeah. things that rightfully so churches thought of when websites were first, even a thing, right. uh, was to have a prayer link or at least a form or where someone can email in or something like that. But I, I see it on a lot of church websites still, but I'm still so surprised to just when someone clicks on that just goes to a form or if it does right. go to a page, there's only maybe just like one blurb of scripture there, which is great. Put what, you know, there's so many uh, scriptures that uh, teach what prayer is all about and that are based right. on prayer. That's good to have on. That is something you should have on this page, but you need to go a little bit deeper than that too, for sure. Yeah. And we'll talk about some other things you can put on yeah. this page as we get into this here today, but why yeah. don't you go ahead and hit the, se the second one for us here? Yeah. Ask for prayer requests. Um, so that's the funny thing, you know, you have not because you ask not, we know that everyone right. knows that, <laughs> that uh, verse, right? So you, you got to actually ask people to, to fill out the form or to, to, to get engaged with you for prayer. Uh, you know, you got to make it known when announcements, whatever, you know, the, it has to be something that is mentioned and asked for. Um, so that's a, a lot of times it's a lot of people think if you just build it, uh, they will come. And that's not, that's not the truth, you know, just by yeah. having the link on there or the form that doesn't mean people are going to fill it out. Yeah. And I have a few ideas on what should be on that form. Um, we, yeah. we did a lot of experimentation with this because uh, here's a general rule with anything marketing or web development related yeah. um, is that when you, the more you ask for in a form, the fewer thing, the fewer forms you'll get filled out. So if you have a long form with 10 questions on it about 
you know, tell me what you're wanting to see God do and right. what has he done so far? And you get into these and you ask for yeah. their name and email address and home address and phone number. And you ask How for old all are this you? information. Are you saved? Yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah. When did you make a decision to follow Jesus? All these yeah. things. Each one of those will incrementally reduce the number of people that fill out that form yeah. because they're reluctant to give their personal information or yeah. get into, it takes more time. And so our recommendation is when you ask, ask people to do it. And on that form, ask as few questions as you can. So what we found to be the best thing for us uh, is yeah. that we would have name, email address, and prayer requests. There was That's just it. three boxes yeah. on there and we got a lot of responses. We did okay when we had phone number on there too. That's one of those uh, kind mm -hmm. of uh, count the cost on that. Um, yeah. I think- I've seen a lot of forms nice. it says optional. Like I've seen yeah. a lot of forms that phone number says optional and that, that probably is a good thing. Right, strategy. exactly. So make sure that, I think if you're going to put phone number on there, phone number on there, make it optional. But I think it is nice too, because you can text somebody when they uh, do submit their, their phone number and you can shoot them a quick text uh, and kind of communicate with them on that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's really good. Good, good stuff. Cool. And you know, other than that, I'll, I'll tackle, well, no, you got the next one. Uh, yeah. So let me get the next one. It's, for it. uh, get traffic. Uh, that's yeah. the, and I think this is probably the one where people get stumped the most because we, we've done this many times where we've helped churches build prayer pages on their mm -hmm. websites. They look great. They uh, take all those boxes of talking about what prayer is and why it's yeah. important and uh, sharing stories about it, those things. So what churches struggle with though, is how do we get people on there? Because it's not a, if you build it, they will come right. kind of a thing. If you just put a prayer request page on your website, uh, you can count on occasionally people from within your church uh, actually getting out there and, and putting in their prayer requests. But yeah. what, what really is important, I think, is that you actually get it out there uh, in lots of different channels. And I have a few different ways, I think three different ways you would do that. Number one is you talk about it in church. Uh, so yep. on Sunday mornings, let people know there's a place online to put in your prayer requests, uh, encourage people to share them that way. So that's an obvious one. Mm -hmm. I think getting it out on your social channels, uh, that's really important. Uh, and uh, making sure that it's shared on your, uh, in your, maybe that's the link in your Instagram bio for yeah. your church is a link to your prayer page. It's a, a great uh, idea there. Uh, perhaps it's, uh, a place that uh, you you put it on your Facebook page, you put posts right. out there about it, those kinds of places. So get it out on social. Uh, I would say the biggest though, where we got the best results is this was a really good resource for the Google grant. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about this. Well, maybe you can go ahead and tell people about the Google grant and how yeah, we've and talked how about it here. Uh, we we've talked about it in numerous episodes. And of course we serve churches. We help churches uh, take advantage of the Google grant. Uh, but the reason why this was effective and you, you told me, you know, uh, in depth, how it helped your, your last church, you pastored of, of course, how, how, you know, you would see what this is. So just to get right down to it, Google gives up to $10,000 a month to 501 C three. So churches are included in that, yeah. that bucket uh, of Google ads. Um, so these are online ads that are designed to direct traffic to your website or a landing yep. page on your website. So right. in this example, your prayer landing page. And I remember you would uh, say that you guys would, you know, so when someone went online and if they searched anything for prayer or maybe they it was spiritual answers or, um, you know, uh, depression or something like that, uh, it would link, there'd be an ad, you know, yep. you know, the journey church, we, we want to pray for you, whatever they click on yep. it. Uh, and then it drove them traffic to your landing page. So the Google grant is excellent for 
generating traffic. The people are who are searching for something uh, that's similar to spirituality or or your or church life or church events. Yeah, uh, all of these things. So it's, it's related searches. So it's not just someone yep. looking for a, a PlayStation Five and they ended up on your prayer page, <laughs> uh, which which actually well, you might wanna, need prayer. You might yeah, for- need prayer since they're not available, right? Uh, yeah. So, but no. So it's people looking for something of interest there. And I know you guys see a lot of results. We have other churches that see a lot of results for their prayer ministry with this too. So yeah. yeah. So the the challenge for most churches with the Google grant, again, the ten thousand dollars Google gives to churches every month. Uh, for advertising on their platform. Some yeah. churches will come to us and ask, hey, I hear Google sending us $10,000 in cash if we sign yeah. up now. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you get free ads, $10,000 worth every month. The yeah. challenge with that is that there aren't enough people searching for churches in their area or church services or those kinds of searches. If yeah. you only target those kinds of keywords in those ads, you might spend between $20 and $50 a month is how much yeah. of that money you can actually spend there. So what churches need when they're running Google ads uh, is they need a broader, uh, more uh, things that are searched much more often. And we found that prayer was something that surprisingly was searched for quite a bit. And then deep spiritual needs of all kinds. You mentioned yeah. uh, people dealing with depression, people dealing with yeah. divorce, people dealing with parenting issues, people dealing with yeah. marriage issues, all kinds of stuff. We would target some of those things and just present that, you know, perhaps an answer isn't, uh, you know, yeah, sure, counseling is a good answer. And yeah. maybe a divorce attorney is, uh, is an answer for you. You in certain situations, but we believe another answer to what you're facing might be prayer. Yeah. And so we would cater some ads around each one of these things here. Uh, and just some like, kind of some numbers so people get an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, the, the church was a small church and we started doing this. We were very small. We were amid some 150 people or so on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and we would um, we would put out these kinds of ads and we would get probably about 50 to 60 clicks a day on these ads. Uh, and we averaged by the end of doing it for a couple of years, we would average between 10 and 15 prayer requests that were coming in every single day. And again, these ads are targeted. So these are people that are right in our community that are seeking out prayer from our church. Now, again, not everyone is someone who is, like I told you, there's people asking for bank account blessings and that kind of yeah. stuff. And that's great. You know, finances are a huge challenge sure. people have. Sometimes yeah. they're silly prayer requests, but I, I think if I can say that, I'm not saying that, um, again, I don't think that they meant it in a silly way. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but yeah. I think that Pray it's for something God to that's... reveal the lot, the winning lotto numbers to me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Those, we did get those kinds of things. And then we got all kinds of ones that came in with people criticizing us and you know, yeah. telling us that, you know, we believed in the a spaghetti monster in the sky and all kinds of people that just uh, said those things. And if you've been in ministry any length of time, you get that kind of stuff, you know how yep. it is. But I mean, this is, imagine if your, your church did something like this, and let's say you got to those same kinds of numbers. Let's say you're a, a small to medium-sized church, and you yeah. had 15 people in your community every single day reaching out to you with deep, heartfelt needs yeah. that were looking for prayer and looking for God to step in and do something in that situation. It's amazing. 
that what kind of impact could you make with that? Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, for us, it was overwhelming. Uh, and yeah. that was something that we we had to actually make. Uh, we had to make rules about how we would pray for people because we when we at first we just had a person that was kind of fielding them and they'd share them with a few staff members and things and they'd just be praying for themselves. But 15 different people a day that really starts to add up. And it, it was it was pretty powerful there. So, yeah, that I guess gets us to the next one here. I'll let yeah, you go ahead and I was going to say that to 15 a day. Hey, what do you do? <laughs> you actually pray for them. Yeah. <laughs> so pray. <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, it's just funny. I mean, you would think this would be obvious, but I, I think it can be easy for a smaller church. Like you said, you guys were overwhelmed. I right. think it could be easy to let some of these requests fall through the cracks. I mean, you really do need to build a team around this or at least a couple of people or whatever, uh, you know, that are going to ground these yep. and actually pray. Uh, and, and I mean, I think that the funny thing is, is that, you know, I think I think we could the temptation would be and and this is this is a good thing, too. But for a pastor or a ministry leader to want to just turn these people into first time visitors. Right. And not all of them will be. And I think if you go into it with that mindset, uh, you won't actually probably pray, uh, you know, or pray deeply because the Lord knows you're getting these requests, too. Right. He wants to see (laughs) he wants to actually see prayer happening. And that's how change really will happen in their lives, as we know, uh, as Christ followers. So I think, though, but that's important. It it can be easily missed. You could get these requests and you could even maybe just respond to people without even praying. Uh, So I think doing that and building a team around it, and I'm sure you have some other ideas, too, for it. So, yeah, I, I want it to be not just um uh to to not just be something that is transactional and it's not i, I there's marketing elements to this again that's what we do yeah. this is a marketing yeah. related podcast for churches right. and this is something that the way that we are wired to think and i think that you know where where marketing ends and discipleship begins is kind of a a tough line uh, sometimes right. for people to to feel comfortable with but uh, I think in the end, uh, the, these are real people, even though it's coming online. Sometimes we have this temptation to think that someone that is praying, asking me for prayer in person on a Sunday morning after service, telling me about how their marriage is falling apart is somehow more real than a person that typed that into a form online when really it's the exact same challenges that are happening. So you would never just kind of dismiss someone as out of hand. If they came up to you on a Sunday and asked for prayer, even if you didn't have time to do it, you'd find someone right then and there to lay hands and pray with them and and ask God to step in, in their situation. So don't, don't just, uh, don't th- we can't think of it as just a marketing ploy. Uh, that's not what it is. Actually take the time and build teams around it. Now you say building teams, it'll take some people. I think when yeah. you're starting out, you could probably have one person fielding yeah. it and then yeah. maybe sharing with other people when there's other requests or things that maybe other right. staff members need to know or leaders in the church. But I think just, just I, I want to be really clear about this is that if you're going to build an online prayer ministry, don't just get people's information to invite them on Sunday, actually pray pray with them. I think yeah. that's really important. That's good stuff. I think that's also yeah. a good segue to the next one that you're going to yeah, tackle so, here because yeah. it's a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. So part of it is when you pray for people and they're real people, the next step uh, is to follow up with them, uh, yeah. actually reaching out to them. So if you just receive prayer forms uh, and 
Uh, I know people fill these out a lot of times because they want to be kind of, it, it's not as intimidating as going up to someone on a Sunday morning yeah. and asking for prayer or walking into a church building or making a phone call to the church office. It's yeah. easier and people kind of get the courage to do it. But the thing is you, you need to take a step to follow up with these people yeah. and actually let them know that you're praying. So um, what I would recommend is that immediately after you've seen the prayer request, you've prayed for it send a message right then yeah. uh, at that point right there saying, Hey, I just want to let you know that I got your request yeah. and I prayed for you today and I'm believing God's going to step in, in this situation. And it right. doesn't have to be long. Um, right. You don't have to give a, uh, you don't have to give theology to it. Right. Um, I think sometimes here's what we had to do. I'll share this. Sometimes people will say, Hey, uh, I'm in a really abusive relationship. And yeah. uh, I, I, we dealt with several people that were being abused by uh, women that were being abused by their husbands in most situations. Yeah. And so we've had to, in addition to say, Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. I have prayed for you. I'm going to continue to, I also want to encourage you to, to, to not be there if it's actually dangerous for you. Right. So right. get out and, 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 and go somewhere else. If you need someone right. uh, or a place to go, please reach out to us and we'd be happy and to help we you can find resource a you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that exactly. this actually so, shows that you care too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh that's the thing too, is that if you don't follow up, I mean, they, that, you know, that Howard's, I wouldn't feel like I was, I would just be, did I get prayed for? Did the church just have that? Right on their website or whatever, just, just to say that they did and they check off the box. But I mean, you're authentic when you actually, when you actually follow up. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see like this is building into something that it, it takes some real manpower to do this, right? Yeah. So someone's fielding as, as we got to our place of 15 requests a day, you're yeah. fielding 15 requests, you're responding to 15 requests. And it's something yeah. that you need to do. And I think that there's some place for further follow-up too. Like I think not just, I wouldn't recommend just one right after you pray, yeah. but I think as, you know, maybe put a ping in your calendar to remind you uh, that in a week, I want to follow up and see, Hey, I've been, been praying for you. I wanted to see, has there been any traction uh, yeah. and how has that been going and those things? And that actually yeah. leads, I think, well, to the yep. next one. I was about to say that. that. Yeah. Cause then, then what you should also do is ask for testimonies. Yeah. Um, so I, I would assume every church that uh, hears our podcast believes in the power of prayer. <laughs> and yes. so, uh, and I have been the recipient of many answered prayer requests from God and which is awesome, right? That's a, yep. something that builds your faith is not a silent God. And so you should believe big and you should ask for testimonies because there will be yeah. testimonies, you know, and, and like we said earlier, someone's bank account may not be filled up, but, uh, but God will step in and do some, maybe he did help financially. Those are yeah. great testimonies too. It happens all the time. Yeah. Happens all the time. And so, but you, you got to ask for these too. And these, this is great to get because I mean, first right. of all, when you have that content also on this very same page, so not just a prayer request form and some of the other uh, content we've talked about, but this is great because it's also showing people that you want to hear their stories. You want to hear success. Uh, yeah. So it's a very encouraging thing. And it, like you said, there's, as we've been going through this podcast, I think the ministry leaders knowing that there is a system to this, there is some building that you have to do and some work. Uh, yeah. This is one more step to take, but boy, is it worth it. And I know you've, you've seen this at your, I've seen this at my, my church as well over the years, just yeah. how, how, how much this has worked to, to get testimonies from prayer requests. <sighs> 
Yeah, I think just like this is a part that we skip a lot of times. Everybody loves to hear answered prayers, right? When so when right. God has done something as we've been praying for it, it just it, it builds everybody's faith, and we want yeah. to hear that. And so people they're actually excited to tell you yeah. when God has stepped up and done something. So the way a, a few practical tips on this is that if someone asks for prayer, like hey, uh, I'm going in, or someone in my family is going in for surgery, or uh, they have some kind of a situation and it's going to happen on this date, you probably yeah. want to put a little note in your calendar or a reminder of some kind says, Hey, yeah. reach out to this person on this date to see how things went. Uh, because again, if you're fielding this many requests, it's going to be, as it grows, it's going to be hard to manage that. Now I, I want to say this too, before we get too far into this, you're not going to have 15 requests a day coming in after you start at day one. I just right, want to put right, you at right, ease right. with that. Unless you already are an enormous church and you probably have yeah. staff to handle this. Yeah. You, you might, they'll trickle in at first. You might get a couple a week or something yeah. like that, but then it'll start to snowball over time. And this is yeah. a good problem to have, right? Yeah. You want to be praying for more people. That's exactly what I think Jesus would be doing is uh, he'd be stepping into the, and he did pray for people and healed the sick yeah. and did those things. And so uh, it's something that um, getting those stories, though, and following up with people, mm -hmm. uh, reminding ourselves to do it. I think that's really important to do that. So uh, it helps us to it helps us. And I, I guess that I'll close with this one yeah. here too. I, it kind of leads us to the last one is when you get those testimonies, you need to share those testimonies Yeah, oh, uh, because yeah. this is something that helps that snowball continue and it encourages and builds up people's faith. Yeah. Uh, uh, faith. I think that, uh, I don't know, we just, we love sharing these kinds of stories of what God has done. Right. Uh, and I, I love it. And I think it's a great way for us to encourage people within our church and people that are in the future looking for prayer. So what I would recommend is, yeah, yeah, share it on Sunday. Talk, talk about it from the pulpit. Social those, media. Tell those stories yeah. in your, uh, with permission, of course, uh, get permission yeah. and, and share these kinds of stories. But build on your prayer landing page with yeah. these testimonies. Uh, yeah. So um, if you can, if you can get them, if they're written, that's okay. But if you can yeah. get a video testimony of, Hey, I yeah. was in this yeah. situation, God stepped in. We got, we asked God for prayer. Our, the church came around us. They prayed for us. And here's what God has done. If we can get videos of that on your prayer landing page, it's just going to continue to reinforce yeah. the value of this page, the power of prayer, yeah. and it'll help you to engage with more people that way. And I, I tell you, if I came to a, a prayer landing page and I ch clicked a brief video testimonial, or even if I just saw maybe a picture and like you said, text, a little yep. short testimonial, I'd be more likely to fill out the, the prayer request for, of course. you know, I'd be like, Hey, God's doing something at this church, especially yeah. maybe someone who's skeptical in a really rough time. I mean, that's encouraging. And I think it's going to, you know, increase the likelihood of someone actually filling out your prayer request form. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, get out there, share those testimonies, tell the stories of it. Guys, I really think this is one of the biggest untapped opportunities yeah. for most churches because you do a quick search. Most communities don't have churches that are actively doing something like this. No. I think it's a huge opportunity that uh, it's just out there to be to be claimed, ready for people to take advantage of it with that. So uh, I encourage people to try it. Um, the, the, the secret sauce for us, again, was really leveraging that Google grant. So if a right. church is thinking 
thinking about doing this and you need some help on the Google grant, it is, you don't need a third party to do it, but there yeah. is some skill involved with managing that. We yeah. have a team here at ReachRite that is uh, certified by Google and went through lots and lots of training to be very good at getting results for churches in any number of categories. But this is probably one of the ones that performs the best for us. So yeah. uh, if you do need some help with that, we'd be happy to help uh, just pay. You'll probably wind up chatting with Ian or uh, or Megan on our team here. They really yeah. do great work with those kinds of things. Uh, let us know. You can let us know in the comments on here too, down below. Just uh, you can ping us if you're looking for some help on any of those things. If you have any questions on it at all or want to chat more about it, we'd love to interact with people on these podcasts too. So do let us know. If you aren't already, please subscribe if this yeah. means something to you. Uh, that means uh, a lot to us and it helps us to get the word out there about the podcast and get it to more people. So thank you guys so much for being part of a reach right family here. And we hope to catch you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the reach right podcast. We hope this episode will help you reach people the right way. Looking for more resources for your church. Check us out online at reachrightstudios.com. If this episode has been helpful to you, it would mean the world to us. If you would rate review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.